Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. What up, Knicks fans? And what? Is up, Barry, motherfucking D. What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. Remember, leave us some ratings and reviews wherever you listen to the show. For Hardnick's Life merch, go to hardnickslife.threadless.com and check out our YouTube channel. Link in the description below. And please, subscribe to the one podcast... That even when the three of us are out minding our own business, while Jay's waiting on his little, or Jay, while Blandy is waiting on his little steak salad, it's a hard Nick's life. Blandy, would you like to show the audience what almost blinded you on Saturday night? I know you have oh, it right I, there. I don't actually. You don't? How do you, did you, you didn't save that for I this do. moment? I do, it's upstairs though. I didn't have it. I don't Are you, I don't Barry, are you kidding? Is he kidding? Can you believe I would he have been shocked it? if he had, if he had it there. I would have been really disappointed. Isn't that why you brought it home? What, are you going to make a keychain out of it? What'd you bring it home for then? I just tell everybody. Then just tell everybody. Then just tell everyone what happened. We went out to dinner. I I got it for you here. You got a photo of it? Oh, look at that. Yeah. So that is a champagne cork. Yeah. That when we were out. Between the eyes. Yeah, we went out to eat in Huntington, Long Island. And it was that exact size too. It was twice the size of his actual head. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right. A giant champagne bottle. I didn't see it happen. So Barry, maybe you should just explain what happened because I was yeah, looking I was at sit- you. I was sitting happened. right across from Blandy, and you know, yeah, it was a big group of women celebrating a 40th birthday at the table next to us. And then all of a sudden, flying Ooh. over my shoulder, an object, an unidentified flying object, at that point, hit Blandy square in the like, yeah, right between the eyes. Yes, <laughs> and Literally. it was a cork popped from a champagne bottle right next to us. And this is after we had been waiting like 20 minutes for a waitress to come over and Blandy waiting like 10 minutes to get his food after we all got ours. And meanwhile, he was just waiting on a salad. The manager had to come over and apologize to him and, and, and said, don't worry, the steak is, is piping hot. It just came off the grill. Here you go. I'm so sorry. Please let me know if there's anything else I could do. And then Blandy couldn't wait to, to tell the manager that he just got hit in the face with a cork. <laughs> Right. It was, yeah. it was great. And the waitress didn't even really seem like that upset about it. She was like, oh, I did. Sorry. And what did the manager yeah, she say was, about she champagne was like, I tried. She was like, me. I was trying not to hit anyone. Yeah. <laughs> not like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Right. Yeah. And then the manager was like, uh, sometimes those uh, champagne corks can be pretty gnarly. I liked when the, when the guy came over to apologize for your meal taking forever. And, and like, we all had our meals and we had, I got like a steak, a, a, a filet. Barry, you had, what did you get? I had like a giant, I had a giant pork, pork chop. chop. Giant pork chop. Uh, your wives split. What did they split? Like a salmon. salmon. And then Blandy is like, you know, just so you know, I ordered a salad. It's basically <laughs> just lettuce and then steak on top of it. 
Anyway, it's a hard next life wherever we go. Very true. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports yes. info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Barry, who are you picking? Uh, the Yankees. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch baseball either. Me neither. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games and poker games. It's super easy to get started. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Well, this is a sad show, guys. The, f- the final one of the season. The season finale. And we just played our final game versus Toronto. The injury to RJ Barrett pretty much forces Thibodeau to finally, in the last game of the year, give the fans what they've been wanting for so long, a chance to see Emmanuel quickly start at point guard, along with Obi Toppin for the first time this season, the two of them starting together. And they've apparently become, I don't know if you've noticed, become like best friends yeah. off the court. There's always tons of videos about with them, joking around. They combined for 76 points, 20 rebounds, 15 assists. IQ has a triple-double. Obi's hopping had a career high for the second straight game, fourth time in like five games. Finished with 42 points, 10 boards, three assists. That was Emmanuel Quickly's second triple-double in his past four games. And he had 10 plus assists in three of his final four games. What what a final few games for these guys. I don't know about you, but like, yeah. I couldn't wait pretty much for the season to end because it was going nowhere. And it's like, it was like almost hard to like have to watch these games. But like yeah. the way that Obi and quickly started playing and especially Obi, it's like you want more games because you want to see what is he going to continue to do? And, you know, you want all these positive vibes, you know, just, just pouring through the team and, and through these players and Obi finally getting his due and his time. And showcasing, you know, what he's been wanting to showcase and he just hadn't had the time to do it. Yeah, it's crazy. When I was trying to think, like, since this is the last show of the season, like, what were your favorite parts of the season? I was trying to think for myself, like, what were my favorite parts of the next season? And, like, the RJ buzzer beaters up there. The two games against Boston, really. And then, like, all I can think about, I I can't even think about anything except for the final few games of the year. Like they were my favorite parts of the season when it was all said and done and the games were meaningless that we finally got to see Obi, who some people were thinking was a bust all year. Obi just break out and he didn't just play pretty well. I mean, people were going nuts that RJ Barron, his third season, RJ, who's about to sign a, a big extension probably when he scored 46 points in that game. Obi had 42 points in the last game of the year after finally getting to play. After being held on the bench, he was a finalist for the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Remember, I mean, it is the Raptors and they're not playing any of their starters, so we do need It's to... 42 points. You don't I, think R.J. Barrett played any but... games, meaningless games or easy games in the three years? 42 points for Obi Toppin. Yeah, I mean, those two, Obi and Quickly, they didn't put up numbers like this in Summer League and think about who they were playing against. And they had, you know, they were experienced guys in year two, you know? It was good for them. Great. And the two of them, like I said, they're be- they 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 seem to be great friends off the court, but on the court they've got like a chemistry between each other. Oh, big time, big time, and and, and the respect that Obi was getting not just from Quickly, who's been finding him all year, but from other guys. Everybody was looking for him. I mean, Obi took like sixteen shots in the first half. 
like the 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 usage that he was getting in these games without RJ being out there and obviously without Randall being out there having him you know carrying the team in a sense was uh was was really really cool to watch well even Burks hit him for a couple of alley oops right i mean yep. so yeah yeah hey, and that dunk late in the game driving down the lane like the one-handed one that one-handed was, that was one nice. Everything was going right in that game for him, you know, and it was such a weird feeling knowing that that was the last game of the year and it should be almost like sad, you know, and it's a meaningless game. This team is so different than teams of the past when we've not made the playoffs. Like teams of the past are depressing to watch, right? But finally in these this final like couple weeks, it was a, a blast to watch a team that was not going to the playoffs I'm leaving this season with a with like a better taste in my mouth than last season when we got like destroyed by the Hawks and Randall blew it against the Hawks. It's a fair I'm point. leaving like I left the season fucking happy like with closure on the season. Right. It didn't end as miserably as you thought it was going to. Yeah, yeah, you got a point there. Like weren't you like you you were happy at the end of that game, right? Were you sad oh, yeah. that we didn't make the playoffs? Were you sad of the, about the season? No. You just, I wasn't, were you? Yeah, you just, I mean, there's just like one huge obstacle kind of standing in our way of next season, and it's number 30. You think that's he's an obstacle for next season? Craig, I do. I mean, how, how much more enjoyable is this team to watch when he's not out there? How much better do they play when he's not out there? And as a fan, I want players on my team that I want to root for. Guys that I could get behind, guys that make it easy to cheer for them. And, you know, last year you'd hear about Julius Randle and his work ethic, being the first guy off the plane, trying to find an open gym to play, to get his work in. You know, you loved hearing about his dedication that he had. And along with everybody else, they would say it about him. He would he would talk about it himself. And we saw the product on the court. And it was it was basically like prevailing the fruits of his labor, right? And this year, we're not seeing on the court. Nobody says jack shit about his dedication. You're not hearing anything about it. His, blaze, his play on the court's been detrimental. His attitude on the court has been on the verge of toxic. And you look at the guys that they put around him to try to build this team with Julius as the main guy, and you're left with a team that has Julius as the piece that doesn't fit. So I, I really don't see, unless he can totally transform his game and, and not to, to make his game better, but essentially to let everybody else elevate their game. And I don't, I don't think he can do that. I mean, you, re- you got to put your ego aside and I, I think it's an impossibility. Yeah. And you, and you get the sense that at least this season, the, the front office or Tibbs is trying to put players around him that fit better with him, you know? And you're right. He he's like if he's the one piece that doesn't fit. I mean, are we going to forever play quickly and Obi on the bench because because they play well coming off the bench? And you got Randall in there, or, or they created magic when they started magic. I know they were meaningless games, but how? When was the last time a Knicks point guard had ten plus assists in three of four games? Not, I, not since Raymond I mean, Felton, I would assume. Probably not since the great Raymond Felton has that happened. I mean, those are great numbers for a guy that just weeks earlier people were saying he can't be a point guard. He can't be a starting point guard. Yeah, and it wasn't just the last game of the season. We were seeing, you know, uh, his positive play the last couple of months now. 
Do you buy any of like, I know that Leon was on the broadcast talking and everyone's still talking about how Julius has told them. I think Leon said that Julius told him he wants to be here. So you really buy that he's going to be here? Or that the, that the Knicks aren't going to try to move Julius Randle? Could they possibly try to move some of the other guys? The other guys that show that they could work? Because Julius Randle had a good one season with us so far. It's hard to envision. It's 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 hard to envision it working. You know, you yeah, but but we, we have a team office, right does now. Does the front office see it? They they have to be impressed with the young talent that they've collected, right through through the the draft picks of their own that they've got here. And not to say you know it's other than RJ. Not to say any of these guys are going to be stars, but they at least have really good role players. You know, even the rookies from this season, very good role players. And it's it's all homegrown guys. The question is, are they going to continue to create this chemistry between one another and keep these guys here? Or are they going to take this talent that they have and ship it out and get somebody in here? And I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer, but we all know that as a fan, it's more meaningful when these guys have been here from you know, from from the start of their career. It's more meaningful. It's more fun to watch. Honestly, I would rather them go with the guys like Obi and IQ and RJ and Sims and Mitch, the young guys, right, next season. And I would be happy if we just missed the playoffs with that group. Then Then if we got into like the eighth or seventh seed, but we had like Donovan Mitchell and Julius Randle, and we had none of our young guys left after trying to get like someone like Donovan. Or, or Damian Lillard, who are both guys are the names you most often hear about, I think. It's like, yeah, the, the worry is, I think, that the Knicks front office would jump at one of those guys and give up OB and IQ or RJ, guys that maybe raise their value this year to get that guy to pair with Julius Randle. And then you're stuck with Julius Randle. And I mean, those guys are very good, but is that going to get you very far in the East? Right. I mean, you you, you kind of hope, or at least I hope, that when you try to move Julius Randle and whoever else you're going to move, whether it's Nerlens Noel or whoever, that what you bring in here are other young players that also show this star potential but may not be there yet. And then you have a team that the fan that the fan base will get behind. They'll understand that it may take a couple of years and you're not in the shitter. Maybe you hover right here for a couple of years, but you have all this youth. I mean, look, look at Memphis. Look at what they did this year. Second second place they finished. You know, and it's all guys of their own that they brought in. It's a young group. And I, I know they have John Morant, but, it, but even in the games you take John Morant out, this team has, has chemistry. They won a ton of games. So even if the Knicks went that direction, it's something that, you know, you don't you don't have to put this, you don't have to swing for the fences type of thing and, and, and nail a free agent. And look, these superstar teams, the Nets, the Lakers, these guys that are going places to, to, to join forces, it rarely doesn't work out for them anyway. Listen, you other, know, look at uh, Milwaukee, right. Milwaukee. It's all homegrown. Phoenix. I know they brought in Chris Paul and he helped, but everybody else on that team are young guys that, you know, that developed in Phoenix. Well, other than Miami you know, so it, with LeBron and Dwayne and, and Bosch, when is a super team really panned yeah. out? And so, even that didn't work at the beginning. It, it you know, it, it took a, a couple right. of seasons. And if you built something around, like, let's say best case scenario, you're able to get Donovan Mitchell to join Julius. That's like a C-level super team right there. You know, that's not a, yeah. even a fucking super team. <laughs> so you're going to go compete with these actual super teams and then young teams 
that just have a lot of young talent with your fucking like middle of the road super team isn't going to work. Yeah, so, and, and you're going to see the ball go between Donovan and Julius back and forth. Donovan and Julius, and that's it. No, no it's it, it'd it, be it, a huge it, mistake. A huge mistake, and it would be a huge risk. You know, it's to me, it's much less risky to to invest in like six or seven young guys who you're going to play, and maybe one of them pans out to be a star. But if not, like you said, they've got a bunch of really solid young players that maybe one day someone like Chris Paul will join us, like what happened in Phoenix. And basically, Chris Paul joined a young team and turned them into a great team. Yeah, and we sat through like, you know, just just a couple of years ago with these reclamation projects like Emmanuel Moutier and Mario Hazonia, like these guys that didn't pan out and you thought, okay, they'll come to the Knicks, it'll be a new environment, it's going to do it. It's totally different when you have guys like Miles McBride and and Quentin Grimes and Obi Top and Emmanuel Quickly, your guys that we're seeing what they can do, it's so much more meaningful and you don't know what their ceiling is yet. You know, they haven't reached it. There, there's a lot of excitement in that. And it, it's something that can be fulfilling. You know, if you're if you're gonna miss the playoffs, at least you have that. And and you're not tanking and guys are getting better, guys are improving. I mean, like you said, it's like you can't wait to see what Obi and Quickly and RJ and Quentin Grimes are going to be next year if they get the playing time to show what they can do. And, you know, Knicks fans, we're, we're notorious for, for rooting for these end-of-the-bench guys, right, and believing that they could be the future, like Frank, you Damian know, like Dotson. Frank Nilakina, Damian Dotson, who everyone was crazy about. But, but these guys are different, all right? This is a different set of guys. Yeah. I mean, these guys are doing things that, I think prove that they can be very good players in the league. Just that last game, what Obi and Quickly did. None of these guys, none of these other guys that we've all loved so much and wanted more playing time for ever did anything remotely close to what they did in the final week of the season. Whether it was summer league, a meaningless game early in the season, games late in the season, they never came close. These guys are proving they, to me, they prove they can do it. I don't think this had anything to do with meaningless games. And I'm not saying you need guys one through 15 or one through 17 on your roster to be all, you know, first, second, third year guys in the league. I just, it's hard to root for Julius lately, you know, but you have guys like Derek Rose here, right? And that since he became a Nick this go around, he's been a leader by all accounts, a good example. And, you know, obviously we don't like the injuries, you know, they've been keeping him off the court, but his presence and his play when he was on the court was tremendous. And, Alec Burks, you know, as much as we complain about the way that Tibbs uses him, I have no problem with him when he's on the court and what he does on the court. You know, he does everything and more that you'd want an Alex Burks, Alec Burks archetype to do. You know, I'm ex- extremely happy with his play. And, and again, he's a good team guy. So I'm not saying you can't have any vets in your team. But no, he's a good me, veteran. Me Alec, Alec Burks is a good veteran to come off the bench. Yeah. You know, he's a good vet off the bench. Rose is a good leader off the bench. Maybe he's a starter for us, but I don't know. I'm really curious. I mean, it seems like Tibbs is coming back, right? Tibbs is here. Yeah. The question is, does Julius come back with him? And if they come back together, can they coexist in a way that allows the young guys to get big playing time here? I don't know if they can. To me, if they both come back, I think it's going to be a very hard year to watch because I don't think that Tibbs is able to give up Julius Randle minutes. How would you feel if they both came back next year? Again, it's it's it, it's hard, Craig. Look, I believe that Julius Randle wants to win. Okay, I do, 
And I believe that, you know, this offseason, he's going to work his ass off. That's the type of guy that he is. I just, I, I like watching this Knicks team <laughs> randomless. He wants to win. Nobody doubts that. He's got talent. Nobody doubts that. You know, he plays hard most of the time. Nobody doubts. He's going to work his ass off this season. He doesn't fucking fit. He doesn't fit with this team. He's not helping them win games. Right. I'm not right. even His sure he helped them win games last year. Derrick Rose was the main factor in turning that season around last year. Yeah, it was. And and he was the, the bright light the, the the couple of months that he played this year, you know, until he went out. So that was Yeah, a damn so you could shame, argue you know? like Randall has had very little to do with the winning over the past two years. Well, I mean... Co- the guy averaged 24, 11, and 7 last year. He had a great year. year. Oh, yeah. And last he year. He had a great year, no, but until Darius Rose came, the team Let's... wasn't that much better than they were this All right, year. But I mean, don't you can't really downplay la- the way he affected the team last year. I'm saying that Derrick Rose was a bigger factor in the next season last year than him. And mm. I, and bigger I than that's, Tibbs. That's, I think that's pushing it. I mean, they got, mu- that, they got much better when Rose was here. Dude, you're talking about an all-NBA player yeah, in Randall last year. second-team all-NBA. Again, the assists, the 40% from three, his mid-range field goal percentage, all of that stuff. It was winning basketball is what it was. He was a factor. He had none of that going for him this year. No, nothing. And you combine that with, 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 with all the technical fouls, all the negative energy, all of that. I mean, it sunk, it sunk the Knicks this year. But we rose up, thank goodness, to IQ and Obi. And we didn't even have some of our young guys at the end of the season, like Grimes. No, RJ missed playing. the last game. Uh, Reddish was out for the last several weeks. I mean, imagine we had all of them to see and enjoy. We were just able to get a, a small glimpse of a few of them, of a few of them. And then, did you guys hear the Stephen A. Smith soundbite from today? Yes. Yes. This was, I mean, this confused the fuck out of me. Blandy, why don't you play this? And it's a damn shame that every time I turn around and look at the New York Knicks, y'all run around organizationally, not the players. I'm talking about management. You run around like a bunch of wusses, scared of your own damn shadow, mainly led by James Dolan, who's as petulant as they come. Worldwide West is an asset to that organization. Kenny Payne and the rest of the coaching staff is an asset. Tom Thibodeau is a stat, is an asset. The management, Scott Perry and those boys are assets. But Dolan is a child. And Leon Rose should have enough clout to be bigger than he's been disappearing. I mean, you got guys in state penitentiaries more accessible to him. It's embarrassing and it's weak. And that's why the New York Knicks don't seem to grow any damn with any damn consistency because of the cowardice tendencies that y'all continue to, uh, to display. Make me sick. Change the subject. I'm so sick of y'all. Just embarrassing. All the damn time. All because y'all can't grow up. Let's leave it there and go to the opposite. Make me sick. Let's leave it there. You make me sick. What, what the he fuck? About? Can we even confirm that that was from today? Because why is he talking about Kenny Payne? He's not even there anymore. Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne is gone. And where does this even come from? I don't know. Basically, it was a rant. It started to be a rant about everyone in the Knicks organization being afraid of their own shadows because of James Dolan? Who supposedly told Leon Rose he can do whatever he wants. He can get rid of Thibodeau. But that doesn't even matter because Stephen A. is saying Thibodeau's an asset. He complimented, he said everyone, every single person <laughs> in that James management Dolan. team is an asset. Is an asset. They're a great asset. And he's saying Leon Rose should, you know, pump what? But 
puff his chest out more? So what is James Dolan not letting Leon Rose? Leon Rose is running the fucking show. So if Steve, what Stephen A is blaming James Dolan? I just think that's absurd. Because I think we all get the sense that James Dolan is not in the middle of this. What's what's James? What decisions has Dolan done? That, That was like the. I feel like Stephen A is just searching for something. Searching to criticize the Knicks for he could criticize the Knicks for missing the playoffs after they made it last year for taking a step backwards, but that was the weirdest Stephen A rant. Yeah, it was a weird angle. And like I don't know after the I don't know if he's just searching for something to criticize us about. Everyone knows we didn't make the playoffs, but I don't think you can be that critical of the Knicks after this year after what the young guys showed to end the season, knowing they've got like what is it? 13 draft picks over the next four years, I think they said. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, who he has a fucking problem with. If Leon's done a perfect job with the roster, like, he didn't criticize anything other than James Dolan. Just bizarre. Yeah. Jay, have you been planning any big expenses lately? Uh, You're not redoing anything in your house? No, but we are taking a big trip this summer. Well, if you need to take out a loan, do you know where you should go? Where? Tell me. Credit Karma. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. They will even show your chances of approval so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Are you ready to apply? I I think I might be. Okay, well, you can head on over to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to get your personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the right loan for you and your, where are you going to go? Uh, Florida. What kind of Florida? Just a Florida vacation? Yeah. Right Use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for a $1 million loan, no interest. Yeah, that's not accurate. 20 years. <laughs> go to creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Blandy, let's play some voicemails. Okay, let's We're do We're going to start off with uh, Derek from Scotland. All, All right. right. Long time. Craig, Barry, G, Derek from Scotland here. How's it going? Fuck tanking. If these last few games have made anything clear for me, it's that whether the Knicks win 37 or even 17 or 54, I just want to watch this team compete the best they can, play together, try to win, no matter who's in the court. It means I can enjoy the game and I'll even live with the result, even though I fucking always hate it when they lose. I've seen enough Nick teams over the last 20 years where they were fucking miserable to watch. So I just want to enjoy watching whatever teams on the court. It also means I've got no more time or energy for the shite we put up with from Randall this season. Anyway, tanking or not, whatever we draft, I trust this front office. They've picked Obi, Quick, Grimes, Juice, Rokas, Sims, all, all guys who can contribute, playing well. And I'm already looking forward to you guys watching the draft prospects again this year so I don't have to bother. All the best, boys. I mean, listen, he, as lo- he's right. I mean, as long as they're competitive, as long as they're hustling, as long, you know, that's what makes it fun to watch. I mean, I, you know, you would prefer that you see that along with wins, but, but we'll, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he is right. They have drafted well. I mean, I would prefer if we didn't this year keep moving back again and again and again to pick up all these lower picks. We just, you know, pick somebody, but we'll see what happens. It's weird because you, I do feel like they have drafted well, but at the same time, like Sibs doesn't have the confidence in them 
to really give significant time until it's over, at least this year. I mean, we believe in them more than Tibbs, it seems. Like you said, they have all these guys, and it comes down to is Tibbs going to want to play him. So if Leon Rose is the grown-up, is the parent, what do you have to do sometimes as the parent? You got you to gotta take away your kid's blankie, right? <laughs> so if Julius Randle is Thibodeau's blankie that he doesn't want to let go of, you just got to fucking throw it out. And if he doesn't have the blankie there, he'll go find another one and he'll use whatever in his closet. The vets are Tibbs' blankie. And he'll play quickly. Don't you think he'll just play vets? Taj, what if Evan, what if Fournier becomes his new Burks, blankie then, Barry? What Burks then? is his, his little blankie. Burks was his little blankie. He was using at point guard. Well, fucking Emmanuel quickly he was just sitting That's there on true. the fucking bench. He was playing a Alec Burks at point guard. It's true. Now Burks, like you said, he's not bad. He's not. He's a good player. I feel bad that we're like criticizing Burks, but we're really criticizing what, Tibbs. What more does quickly have to do at this point? I mean, oh, come on. They can't do it like, anymore. Than would it doing. shock you if quickly starts on the bench? Like, let's say they don't get a point no, guard. No, it wouldn't shock me one it bit. It would not shock me one bit if he starts on the bench <laughs> next year and it's the same shit for a few no, months. No, 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 no. You can't start game one of the season with Alec Burks as your point guard. Get the fuck you out could, of here. You could. You no, you're talking no, about no, the guy no, who started. No, no, you're talking no, about no, the no, guy. No, no, no. You're, you're talking about the guy who started Alfred Payton. You're talking about the guy who started Alfred Payton that whole end of this year. Alfred Payton. I do believe that Thibodeau is a man of repetition and consistency. That being said, if he's got an entire training camp to go into the season with this roster, you're not telling me he's putting fucking Alec Burks at starting point guard game one. I know he did that this year when he ran into trouble and then he never stepped away from that, but he's not doing that game one if quickly is there and Rose is there. No way. No way. You don't think that's your... Yeah, with I the way Quickly's played this past couple of months, come on. Thibodeau is not that dumb. It took him to the dumb. final game to start him. The final fucking game. He started one game, Barry. Mm-hmm. He started one game. Crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about. And you think that's going to cement him in Tibbs' eyes as, as a starting point guard if they don't come back with anything better? Not no Rose, way Alec Burks is your starting Burks, point guard game fine. one of the 2022-2023 season. No fucking way. Let's fucking go. <laughs> now, Blandy, I... you save that from Barry. <laughs> Listen, I mean, chances Barry. are Alec Burks is not going to be a starting point guard, but will Emmanuel quickly be it? Will Tibbs just go for anyone else he's got back there? I would bet on anyone else he's got back there. Yeah, I would say right now he does not start game one next year. No. Well, I hope it, my vote's for quickly. Same. All right, guys. And this this is a sad moment. This is the final Ralph voicemail of the regular season. Did he here. die? All right. Uh-oh. No, Barry, yeah. bite your tongue. What a horrible no. thing to say. And Janie's here. And they, they say their oh, goodbyes. Oh, That's nice. So. That's good. Yeah, it's sad. All right, here we go. Well, Knicks win their final game. Uh, career high for Obi Toppin, 42 points. Triple-double for Emmanuel Quickly. And it's been a pleasure uh, listening to your podcast this year and being able to participate. So thank you guys very much for that. We look forward to the future. Have anything to add, Danny? See you next year, Nick. Go, Nick. 
Shit, hell, fuck. Next win! Next win! Next win! I needed to add that in there. <laughs> I need I needed a little bit of that. Well, Ralph, thanks for being a part of the show with us. I think we, we counted on Ralph every week. Yes. He really came through for us. Even when, even when he should have just given up because we were so shitty and we were, you know, so horrible for him to sit through that crap. But he did it. He did it for us. He did it. The West Coast games. Yeah, I think that was my favorite. The I West think Coast that was trip. the best. Yeah, hearing someone else struggle the same way we all struggle to watch those <laughs> games just felt good. All right, y'all hear that music? Oh, oh, that's right. It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper, brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who's changing. The Crumb Cake Game. It's going to be the final news segment here of the regular season. Man. Final spin of the wheel. And. Wow, it's sad. Sad, but at least we know this is not going to be the last time you're lusting over crumb cakes. That will continue. Certainly, certainly not. Food and sex. Those are my two passions. It's true. <laughs> right. Hit that sexy music, man. Hmm. Make this one count. Um, I'm actually going to. Not By the way, before one. Blandy gets started, he was an animal with that creme brulee on Saturday night, was he not, Barry? Well, hold on. Wait. I don't know. I wasn't watching. You weren't hold watching on. him destroy that creme sex- brulee. I'm gonna stop the. No, music I was eating my own second. cheesecake at that time. When the waiter was wait, when the the busboy was <laughs> waiting for him to take the bowl. And Blandy was like licking the bottom of the bowl, getting every last morsel. All right, let's let's just be clear about a few things. First of all, I had right, my own happen. Did that not I happen? I had my that own happened. dessert. That was my wife's dessert that I finished because honestly, it wasn't so great. The creme brulee it was kind of watery. But yeah, I was trying to like eat. And why did you and eat it like go, that if it wasn't so? Eat it like what? Oh, because you it was so the, the busboy was sitting there waiting. You look and like you were Oliver like, Twist, and ha- you haven't eaten in two yeah. weeks. Yeah, well. right, but. Also, sit, when does a busboy literally ever just sit there and wait? And he kept going, no, 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 don't worry about it. Take your time. Take your time. But he just stood right. there Meanwhile, staring he's got at like a, He's got like a dozen plates yeah, in his arms. Yeah, he's carrying all those plates. So <laughs> I was eating faster than plate. I probably would have because this guy was standing there waiting for me. Yeah, and and Blandy's got his face like in the bowl with the spoon. Like, <laughs> what was I supposed like to getting do? Every, every like... Every like I mean, the guy was holding on to the plate, bowl. grabbing the plate as Jason was grabbing it back, trying to get his last that, little that did bite not in. It's essentially what like was it. going on. It's essentially. Listen, those creme brulee. For you to do that can, for a creme brulee that was watery and not good, why were you even doing that? I didn't say it wasn't good. It still tastes good. It was just a little too watery. It hadn't set the way it was supposed to. Well, you know what's not watery? Clarkson Avenue crumb cakes. There you go. Yeah, get that sexy music back on. <laughs> All right. Um, I do want to just start off by by reminding everybody that they are having uh, a sale right now. Oh. So um, that's really important. It's 22% off the regular menu items from now until the end of April. So whether you're talking about a regular crumb cake, whether you're talking about the apple crumb cake, the salted caramel, all of those things are 22% off. Is that now, in addition to what, our twenty three percent off? Uh, so a total of forty five percent off. I'd say yes, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm wrong on that. Yeah, um, I think that's you are definitely wrong. not true. <laughs> but what's not twenty two percent off 
is the crumb cake of the month. Kitty's Carrot Crumb Cake, which you don't get Meow. that 22%. However, you do get the free shipping. And we've talked about this crumb cake before. I said last week it was my favorite of the crumb cakes. Whether you are talking about the cream cheese frosting, the Saigon cinnamon, this flavor just explodes in your oh. mouth. And no, I haven't said that one in a while. Classic. And by the way, the <laughs> oh, reason yeah, I yeah. use that you one. say it fucking all the time. I didn't say it. I haven't you know? lately. Mm-hmm. But that's right off the website. It says this amazing cake explodes with flavor. Okay. Now, by the way, Kitty, Kitty is an actual person. She used to make this cake. She's no longer able to make this cake, though. Why? I don't know. (laughs) It just says she's the oldest and dearest friend who can no longer make this cake. She's dead. I don't know. She must be dead. She's passed on. What other reason would there be? Maybe, uh... Maybe she lost her hands in a crazy cutlery accident. <laughs> she's no longer able to make this cake? Maybe, uh... Maybe she's not allowed within a hundred yards of a, of a crumb cake because of some kind of crumb cake-related <laughs> sexual... Yeah, she, she, like, a lot to she, like, talk poisoned about. someone with a crumb cake once. Now she's not, she I can't make these crumb cakes anymore. I don't know. <laughs> she's not allowed to, but you know what? It doesn't matter that she's not allowed to because Clarkson is... <laughs> They can't talk about it, but Kitty, just just know that Kitty can't make the crumb cakes. <laughs> I bet if we were to Google Dying Kitty to now. crumb cakes and like arrests, we would probably figure out exactly. Why don't you who reach knew, out? Why don't you reach out that to we were gonna, and ask them? Yeah, well, who knew that we were gonna have like this cliffhanger of an episode to? F- Make everybody wait till next season. Maybe to we'll find have to do that. We'll have to find to out exactly what happened to Kitty. Although, if Kitty is in fact dead, I would feel pretty bad reaching out and being like, "So, what's up with Kitty?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, Kitty's dead." That's that's well, a rough conversation. Shouldn't stop us from having a whole expose on it, especially over email. Yeah, that's we need to find out. Maybe we'll just maybe we'll get some info as how how Kitty came up with this idea. Actually, Craig, why don't can you can you send a DM out now? Maybe we'll give the answer by the end of the show. Why make people wait till next episode? <laughs> no, I'm not yeah. doing that at, right. At what's, the, what's the deal with Kitty? At what happened to Kitty? Night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happened with Kitty? We gotta know. Where's Kitty? I don't know. All right. Well, we'll we'll try to get Blandy is our newsman, so I think that Blandy should get to the bottom of this. Do some investigative know, reporting. From holiday gift boxes to the world-famous Crumpkins, they even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription. You can get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonHaveCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNEXTLIFE for 23% off your order. Oh, for fuck's sake. <sighs> Look at this bit. So I just... I, Look at this bit. It's got to take a shit again. Know. We had Mexican for dinner. <laughs> And so, <laughs> what's up with this fucking wheel, man? No, no, no. Can, can he spin the wheel again? Yeah, this you want is me to? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah uh, listen, on. there's, there's literally, there's like twelve things on here. <laughs> That's what it landed on. Nobody wants to go. see you have to take a shit again. Okay. <laughs> All right, this one's not so bad. All right, 
So here we go. And I'm going to start with the NBA news So here. what is this one, just so we know? This is English. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start off with Joel Embiid, who won his very first scoring title this year, uh, beating at LeBron James. He is the first center in the NBA to win the scoring title since Shaquille O'Neal in 1999-2000. And on top of that, he is the first international player ever to win the NBA scoring title. <laughs> you sound like the guy, you sound like one of the coaches from uh, Ted Lasso. Really? Which one? Uh the uh the like middle-aged one that lives with his family. I don't, I don't know. Do you, you oh, know which one yes. I'm about? Yes, I know who you're talking about with the glasses, right? He's like All the right. owner's assistant kind of. She's not yes, a, he's not a yes. coach. She's No, no. Like you sound like I a really like educated classy. It, it definitely Elevated the, the news. Really? You, know? you think it gives a, an air of sophistication? Yeah, some yeah. extra credibility. and Yeah. Good. I'm glad. And you look so like it's... absolutely adorable for some reason. Like well, you put I'm this doing little... it, really. Yeah, is that, like is that right? Weird... <laughs> Does me very. <laughs> that's, that's quite lovely of you Like Oliver say. Twist. You look like a little Oliver Twist. Please, sir. Can I have some more? Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway. Second Oliver Twist reference. <laughs> In the same show. Was there another one? Barry made Yeah, one the way before. he was eating his creme brulee. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I, <laughs> that's Please, right. Please, sir. May I have some more? All right, I'll keep going there. Um, by the way, that's Higgins. Higgins is his name from Ted Lasso. That's right. Leslie, that's right. Leslie Higgins. So just uh, some injury updates as we get ready to go into the playoffs. Luka Doncic has a left calf strain. There is no timetable for his return. The first Mavericks game with the Utah Jazz is this coming Saturday. Along with that, Steph Curry could return to full practice this week as he recovers um, from his sprained ligament and bone bruise in his left foot. The coaching carousel has begun to spin round and round. Frank Vogel is out in Los Angeles. No surprise there. Apparently the Lakers will be targeting Nick Nurse, although LeBron James has apparently made it clear that Mark Jackson might be another suitable replacement. Mark Jackson? Indeed. Hmm. Alvin Gentry, who held the interim title in Sacramento, is out. Are you at the, the Northern Lights? <laughs> what was that? I don't know what just happened. What, did you, what are you doing? I'm trying to read the news and you're going to, like, you know, somewhere up north. No, what's Continuing going on. with the coaching carousel, Chris Finch. Trying to put something on my background and I'm getting weird shit that's coming up. Chris Finch has signed a multi-year extension in Minnesota, leading the, the Timberwolves to 62 wins over the past two seasons. And Suns head coach Monty Fuck. Williams was named the National Basketball Coaches Association Coach of the Year for the second year in a row. Last thing, but not least... The Nets today announced, I'm not sure if you were paying attention to real news, I know you're very big on the NBA news, but in, unfortunately, in real news in Brooklyn, there was a subway shooting today. Ten people were shot, many other people were injured. The Nets announced today, along with the uh, Liberty, both owned by Joseph Tsai, that they were going to donate $50,000 toward helping the victims of the shooting. What in the world? Is, is that Barry? 
Well, we're just like cycling through <laughs> pictures here. This subway on, shooting man. happened at the subway station about half a mile away from the next practice facility. And so, as again, they have pledged $50,000 to the victims. And just to close things out, I'm not sure if any of you have been watching Winning Time, which is that HBO Max. Ah, there he is, Leslie. It took, that was way you? too much work. Why did it take you so long to get I don't him know. up there? I don't know what was going on. Uh, have either of you watched Winning Time? No. No, no the Lakers. Uh, in the most recent episode um, the other day, it was um, revealed that Spencer Haywood, when he was on the Lakers, actually circumcised himself. Oh, what? Yes, yeah, Spencer Haywood grew up in a, a small town of about 370 people. And in the show the other day, there was a comment made about him self-circumcising. At which what everyone age? was like, is that... At what um, age? I'm, I'm not really sure, truthfully. I know that TMZ caught up with him and he said, in fact, yes, he did <laughs> circumcise himself. That that part of the story was, in fact, 100% true. Like accidentally or on purpose? No, no, purposely. Purposely. <laughs> there was no one to do it in the town when he was born. So eventually he had to do it himself. So as a baby? No, not as a baby. As he an obviously adult. had to have been, yes, I, I believe so. It would have been funny if he played for the other Los Angeles team at the time. The Clippers. <laughs> oh, that is, <laughs> that's a good one, Barry. Well, that's all I have for you today. That's all I have for you this season. It's been a great ride. That is the way the basketball that is easily your most comfortable accent. Oh, well, I, yes. I'm, it's very I'm enjoyable. Very, thank you. That's very sweet of you to say. I've, I've had a lot of practice with that one. Like, have you thought about I doing have. like a meditation series in that voice? Because I think I would listen to that. Would you really? <laughs> yeah. That's, that makes me feel really good inside. You know how I told really you my does. therapist sucks this weekend? Yes, you did yeah. say that. I, I should just talk to you in that voice and I would be much better it. off. That's fine. I would be perfectly, you could just, you know, let out uh, all of your, your troubles, Craig, all of your fears, your anxieties, and I will listen. <laughs> and that's all I'll do. I'll just listen. I won't really talk. Yeah, what's that guy's name from uh, Planet Earth that narrates the Planet Earth David videos? Attenborough. Yeah, you're very David Attenborough-esque right there. Thank you. Thank you very much. I love that. That's very sweet of you to say. (laughs) Well, like David Attenborough is like a little like much older and like... Oh, yes. He's a much much older gentleman. Like like a rougher voice. But Wendy has this very like (laughs) upper class. Yeah, but he's right there. You know he can do that if he wanted to do that. He could do that oh, voice sure. too, it's right there. No, no, this is not the only accent, the only English accent on the wheel. There is another one. Maybe you, right. can you start working on a Planet Earth accent and you'll do I the news listen. in the Planet Earth voice? I could listen to it and I could see. I mean, I have all off season now to prepare. So it's quite possible. Craig, what if you edited video and I wrote a narration for the New York Knicks? Oh. Like, and we did a Planet Earth about the New York Knicks. Is that too much work? With or you know how writing, the planet Earth, it's, like, it's like a piece about like voice. certain animals. Well, you know, it could and, be about yes. certain nicks. So you could, be, you could do one about Obi. Oh, right, right. 
The young Obi Toppin flies through the air, ball in hand, jamming that ball down through the rim. Something like that. Maybe. You would have Is to you'd you have mean? to write it in a way that's not like stri- it doesn't seem like you're talking about basketball. Right. It but it's like nature like... related, but it's you're seeing him do these dunks. Like right, flies right, through the air is right, but you don't want to be like dunking through the hoop. It's like just flies through the air with such grace. You know, <laughs> stalking his prey. You know, while he's like right. slamming it down uh, on somebody. Yes, exactly. And then like his mating rituals and shit like that. You know. Ooh. Just, <laughs> I this hey, plenty in store. Maybe we'll do some right. of those in the off season. Oh, there you go. Be fun. I think that would be great. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. That's gonna do it for today's show, and that's gonna do it for the motherfucking season, Barry. Mm. Great job by you guys. Good job uh, by you, Craig. Back at you, Craig. Yeah, well, you. wow. You guys really kept it going this year on nights when I did not want to do this shit. He said, "Guy, <sighs> he said, you're Craig, the one, we gotta do it." You're the one staying up with the old. I was whine and cry and about how I was gonna have to stay up all night, and then I would do it just because I felt bad that I might not be able to do it because you guys are here. So if you guys weren't here, I don't think it would happen. So everyone can thank Blandy and Barry. If you want to reach out to us, it's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife, Barry at Barry Dworkin, Blandy at Blandy Hooper. Do we want calls in the offseason, Barry? Sure. Right? Sure. Why not? Right. Yeah, just tell us how you're doing. Um, Dicky, what happened to you? Are you okay? Is he okay? It's Dr. Dicky up in this bitch. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking, fucking go. go. He, we he were did go. Dr. Dicky, by the way. We were. We were joking around at dinner on Saturday night. We were doing your accent at the dinner table with the wives. Very true. All right, and it was a it wasn't a hit. It wasn't a big hit. <laughs> Jay kept going when he kept waiting. He was waiting for a salad forever. He was like, "Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking." Uh, you know, I was at work today. My boss, my boss, for some reason said let's go and I almost said let's fucking go <laughs> it's like is he the, ki- the kind of boss that would appreciate that or is that he would well I mean, he wouldn't boss. understand it it would be right. fine yeah. if I said it oh okay well, that would be fine I curse all the time at work oh surprise a it's a big surprise yeah <laughs> big fucking surprise um yeah did you give the number Barry? I did not what are you fucking doing over um, there I'm trying to do, remember back in the day, all we could think about is the draft because this team was so fucking hopeless. And we used to count down how many days it was. Oh, so you're trying to figure that draft. out. It's all we could think of. Yeah. It's June 23rd. I'm not, I'm not figure about to figure it out. It's about two months away. What can I tell you? Well, I mean, uh, how, many mo- anyway. how many days are there in April? It's about, it's about 72 days away. How many days are there Thank in April? You. 31? 30. It's about, it's about 72 days away. Well, how many days are there in April? Let's confirm. 30. That. 30, so it's the 30. It's been confirmed, Craig. (laughs) So 18, and how many days in May? 31. So 49. 49, and then 23rd of June, that's 72 72. days away. That's what I just said. It's about 72 days away. I think it's 72, Craig. Yeah, it's probably 72, (laughs) Craig. So, guys, has it now been five seasons that we've been doing the podcast? 
No, no, don't start with that. Has but it now been five seasons? At what point? 516-33-MESH-1. All right, guys, when are we doing the next show here? We're not Tomorrow. We're not doing a show next week. I think we're going to take a little time off here, right? Yeah. A little bit. Got to recuperate. Got vacations planned. My mother-in-law's coming into town. Oh, hold on, hold on. What happened to your dad? What do you mean? Nothing he happened to my dad. You said Mitch was going to come upstairs. on the show. I floated it out there. And? To you guys, and you guys seemed like you were up for anything, so then I floated it out to him. Uh, I said, you want to come on? And he's like, no, no. Bring him down. Just go up there and see if he wants to come down. No, he's, I'm sure he's sleeping now. Just go check. It would be even funnier if you fucking wake him up and he comes down in his pajamas. <laughs> go get him. No, go see. Go see. No, just, no. go, just go up there and take a look. What if he's up? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Why? Just go up and ask no. him. I will send them dick pics on April Fool's Day. I will not wake him up out of bed. You want to talk about that right now? You want to tell everyone what happened? I should probably talk about it because now it sounds like I'm sending my own dick pics to them on April Fool's Day, which I did not do. Yeah, Barry got in a lot of trouble with his parents because he did the most inappropriate thing that I can't yes. even imagine you'd anyone would ever do to their, especially their mom. It's very Dude, that someone would purposely shove giant cocks in their mom's face. <laughs> <laughs> basically what Barry did pretty much a, a few years ago we got my parents a digital picture frame in their living room that we can upload pictures to of the grandchildren whenever we want to and it just appears on their picture frame in their living room so I had this idea the night before April Fool's because I like to prank my parents on April Fool's Day every year that I'm going to delete all the pictures off that picture frame and I'm going to upload random dick pics onto that picture frame fucking for April weird. Fool's. This is fucking weird, dude. thought it was brilliant, to be honest with you. Weary fucking weird. It wasn't just dick It's kind of creepy it and kind of weird. Picks, by the way. It was full, it was like guys in front of mirrors, <laughs> like taking selfies of them with full hard-ons. It was like very pretty model-esque white men, uh, like leaning back in their chairs with these enormous penises. You actually yeah, had the nerve said, to tweet out the, a photo yeah. That you removed because you knew that was a yeah. And then I removed that. I was like, maybe this is tasteless. But and Blandy said that's disgusting. I can do that. I said, look, the first pictures I googled were like sexual acts between men. I said I thought I was being very tasteful by not doing that and only doing the dicks, the dick pics. Did so you play the your play search the, history after play that? The vo play so. the voicemail. Yes. Can we play the voicemail from oh. your mom? Okay, so this is it, April first. So this is after. So wait, hold on. So before you play it, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is your mom calling after she discovered this, but your dad w hasn't I, discovered well, yet. Yeah, you'll hear he, it. You'll, yeah, he, you'll okay. hear that in the in the voicemail. All right. Uh, I mean, in the call. Hello. Hi. Hey, mom. Hey. Um. Question. Yeah. Okay. If you didn't send pictures to me for April Fools, then I've got. Problem. Pictures. And in the mail? No, on the aura. What's the aura? You know what the aura frame is. Oh, That's the picture. No. Picture print. I think are the you, last picture I sent you was from me and Jordan at the Knicks game. Are you promising me this? No, this Why? is serious. This is serious. What? Don't deny what? it, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. What happened? Nothing. Uh, happy April Fool's. 
Yeah, happy April Fool's to you. Should I be worried? Are you gonna no, you, or should, you shouldn't be worried. No, not at all. Okay, <laughs> bye. No, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Yeah, April Fool's. Uh, yeah, because I, I apologize. I mean, my skin was crawling. I mean, I saw that and I'm Horrible. saying, shit, I just hacked. And then, and then I realized it was April 1st, and I'm going, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if she would do that. Yeah, that was pretty uh, grotesque. It was very, <laughs> but I hope it doesn't go on my frame. I'll have to get it off immediately if it does. Did, did, Dad, did Dad see it? No, he just walked in the door. Um, I don't know if I should show him. What is that? Happy April Fool's. Is this what you showed <laughs> Real nice, man. Very nice picture. Is that you? No, that's not me. Oh, I know I, I, it can't be you. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, your dad doesn't give a shit. Your mom seems upset, Barry. Yeah, and then I thought she was dodging my calls for like the next two days. <laughs> I, I wonder pissed. why. You should have just said, hey, mom, it's a hard Nick's life. I'm not a porn star. <laughs> it's a hard Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.